Hello, you're listening to the Sacred Rebels podcast. I'm Renee Hanrata, and soon I'll be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Natalie Gonder. We thought this would be a fun place to share our stories and have conversations about the embodied awakening spiritual path and figure out what the heck that even means. How do we honor the sacredness within without selling out? How do we have and keep sacred relationships without sacrificing ourselves? We dare to show up as our full sacred selves with a hint of rebel and give you a permission slip to do exactly the same. In this podcast, we hope to inspire you to collaborate with the universe and step off of the beaten path and onto your own sacred rebel journey. Welcome to this episode of the Sacred Rebels podcast. I am here with my beautiful co-host, Natalie Gonder, coming to you from the island of Maui, Hawaii. And today we're going to bring to you the topic of judgment. We've been thinking a lot about all the ways in which we judge ourselves and other people out in the world and situations and things that we don't understand. And we thought, you know, this would be a great conversation to have and bring to our listeners and just talk about the ways in which we can heal our urge to judge. And Natalie, as you always do, I know you have the definition of judgment ready and queued up just for the listeners right now. I sure do. Buckle up, folks. Here we go. Judgment, a misfortune or calamity viewed as a divine punishment. Ooh. Ooh. Judgment is a punishment of sorts. Well, definitely. Punishment to ourselves more than anyone, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you're in judgment, it's really hard on your own heart. Don't you think so? Like my heart hurts so bad when I'm judging other people. And I noticed that now. I didn't used to notice that as much. I I can definitely think back to a time where I would have easily just spouted off whatever wanted to come out of my mouth about whoever, because I felt that I had the right to, you know, and, and of course I still have moments, weak moments that happen, but they definitely are more far and few in between, uh, than they were, you know, even five years ago, even two years ago, even two weeks ago. I mean, I'm a work in progress. How about you? Same, 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 same. Um, I have gotten much better at not judging others and myself, um, kind of similar to you last, like I would say five years ago, I can see a whole different me that was pointing a lot of fingers and I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I didn't realize I was doing it and I didn't realize that it was causing harm to others and myself. And then once I realized that I took it very serious and decided to, you know, do my best to stop it. Yeah. And when you say, when you realized it, can you think of something that, that happened that made you even realize that, that you were being a judgmental type of person or, or can you, is there like any event that happened that really opened your eyes to that? Yes. Um, my last relationship that I was in, um, we worked together for six years and we were engaged to get married. By judging so much, I became so unhappy and realized that I was, I am the source of my own happiness. And I know now that, well, at the time, I guess I I realized that me bitching and judging him and making him wrong for all the things that I thought he should be doing was not conducive to anything that I wanted. And that just kind of hit me. Like I'm doing that to myself. Like I'm doing this to myself. Like I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this relationship. I'm choosing this moment. I'm choosing to judge him and point the finger at him. And so that was like a huge like thing for me to realize and take ownership of. Mm. I really like what you said there about taking ownership of your judgment that's, that feels really empowering to me to like, look at it from that perspective. Um, 
because I feel like it, that even just the simple act of noticing where we have judgment is really difficult. And I can't, I don't know that, that I necessarily noticed it myself, or if I had help from people who care about me, who, you know, lovingly would point out things to me so that I could see it. And I'm sure it's a combination of both for me when it comes to that, to being able to have that awareness. Cause I, I know my personality type, I can be highly critical and that it's just a, it, it can be used as a skill, you know, in, in certain context, um, critical thinking is a huge asset, you know, it's a huge skill, but when critical thinking is used to put down other people, then that's not a, that's not an asset. That's, that's a detriment to myself and to others. And so it's been a, a tough reckoning for me personally to go and look at my judgment and look at where I need to change my judgment and to, to catch myself when I'm speaking and things like that. Like it's definitely been a rough road and I had to have some help along the way for that, for sure. It's a forever journey, I think, to, I think it, judgment in itself is always going to, I don't know. Do you think it's always going to be there? Do you think judgment can be totally transmuted or do you think it's, I think it's, I think we talked about it before. I believe that it's also attached to the ego and the egoic mind and the egoic you know, part of ourselves. And that is here to stay for a good reason to have the contrast and to evolve and know where there's room for expansion. But um, now that I'm thinking about something and I have this Gene Keys book right here in front of me mm. uh, and you asked if judgment can be transmuted. I absolutely think judgment can be transmuted through uh, the gift. So let me find what the gift is for judgment. Ah, it was what we just talked about in um, Blue's class the other night. It is the gene key number 18, uh, the shadow of judgment, the gift of integrity, and the Siddic nature of perfection. So to answer your question, I do believe that judgment can be transmuted through integrity with oneself and through the integrity of um, how we show up in the world. And I know that the gene keys is going to have a lot to say about that. And um, I think that's, I mean, that's one, that's one tool right there. That is a great tool to even reference for our listeners is this amazing book called the gene keys. And that is the G E N E like your genetics by Richard Rudd. And this text is based in the Taoist principle of the I Ching, um, the, is that the book of changes, right? And also combined with astrology and genetic code. And it's all about how within our genetics, we have different archetypes of our personalities and different ways that we show up and that our genes have the potential to express at a really high level and when our genes are expressing at a low level, we're going to be in the, those lower vibrations. And so we're going to exude the shadow aspects, the shadow archetypes of our personalities. And when our genes are expressing higher, they're going to express the, the gift aspect of the personality. So in the case of the shadow of judgment, that's integrity. And so I think integrity is a really great place to start with even just talking about judgment, because when, when we're out of integrity, we're doing things like talking about people behind their back, right? Um, using, uh, uh, not using, um, doing things that are out of alignment with really who we are, what we say maybe, or maybe we're being dishonest, right? So that's all, those are all things that lack integrity. And I love the idea that in order to transmute judgment, you have to have integrity and be in integrity with yourself to get through the, to get, yeah, past that doorway of judgment so that you can let it go, you know? Cause if you're too busy, worried about everybody else, 
how can you be in integrity with yourself? So if you're constantly pointing fingers outside of yourself, you're just deflecting. Yeah. Got to take ownership. That goes right back to what you were saying about how, you know, you decided to, to take ownership of your judgment. And so nice way to circle that all the way back around to ownership. The other tool that I was diving into um, to prepare for this conversation was a book that, that I really loved and it's called Judgment Detox by Gabrielle Bernstein. And in this book, she references The Course in Miracles a lot, which is a more of like a um, Christian type text about releasing judgment and, and being more in Christ consciousness, you know? And I loved it because she has just like six kind of simple steps, even though they're complicated, simple yet complicated. But we do have six like bullet points for you today, the listener, to kind of take away and see if you can put into practice. And so I think we're going to dive into some of what the judgment detox had to say. And so the first of the six steps that Gabby Bernstein has in her judgment detox book is to witness your judgment without judgment. And I thought this was a really beautiful way to start because awareness is everything. Awareness gives you the choice to make different choices, right? It gives you the, the choice to change. And witnessing your judgment without judgment has got to be one of the hardest things to do. Um, e even just today, even just today, I was judging something. And then I was judging myself because I was judging it. Mm -hmm. Can you relate? I do to that? that. I do that all the time. You know, when this book first came out a couple of years ago, a friend of mine had read it also. And so we discussed it and I started to, because other people were reading it and, and I had somebody to discuss it with, it made it easier for me to notice my judgment because then we would actually call each other out on judgment. Like I would say something, we'd just be driving down the road and then I would say something and she'd go judgment and we would laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, and so like having a partner in crime, I think is a really great way to, and someone that you can take a joke from, you know, because that's all it was like, and we would even say it at the same time, like she would say something and it would be total judgment. And we would look at each other and go judgment. <laughs> and then we would laugh like shit, you know, and just having fun with noticing the judgment because I mean, it's one thing to sit there and shame yourself all day long for having judgment because that's not going to get you anywhere. But if you can just like hear yourself and the stupid shit that you say sometime, oh, judgment, I just did it. <laughs> judgment. <laughs> yeah. And the more you do it, right, the more you do it, the easier it is to recognize and then the funner it is. And then it's, it's not as like potent and dangerous almost, you know, like, like a true judgment is like a, like a dagger. But when you like can catch it that quick, it's almost like a fun little game. It's like, Oh, what, what was I doing there? That's, that's not me. It is a fun game. It's actually a fun game. I like to play while I'm driving. I mean, there's nothing that brings out the, the judgment, like the road. Ooh, let's hear more about that. <laughs> You've talked about driving a few times. <laughs> That's why I have to dance drive. So I either have to be like in my joy while I'm driving and that's where music comes in. So if I have good music going in the car, typically I can make it anywhere without getting too crazy. But I mean, I, I can't think of even one time I've driven where I haven't been pissed off at somebody driving someone in front of me. Like, it, it's every day, every day, every time I go somewhere and I don't go somewhere every day at this point, but every time I drive somewhere, I really do. And that is the, I notice my judgment a lot while I'm driving. I think a lot I'll of people like, can relate to that. 
I think so too. Cause all you're doing is like wondering to yourself, like, what is this person doing? Why are they going so slow? Where, how come they can't use their blinker? Like there's all, you know, we have all these questions about why are they going so fast? <laughs> where do they have to be that they need to get around me so fast? Like, yeah. Who do you think you are? Like, it's all of this, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> comes out when you're driving and it just gets to be this, this whole situation. And so I think driving down the road is the best place to practice and then laugh at yourself, then laugh at yourself for doing it because you're going to catch yourself like totally wanting to shove your, you know, or point your finger at that car in front of you or like flip off the guy beside you or I don't flip people off. I don't. Um, okay. So then the next step is to honor the wound, right? So whenever we're in judgment, we're basically just wounded little kids who are dealing with some aspect of some painful event that happened in your life, you know? And when, when we're judging somebody else, it's something about ourselves that we have rejected. And that was a really tough pill for me to swallow. When I first heard that concept, I was like, what, how can that even be possible? Like if I'm mad at this person because they did this thing to me, how is it that that's a reflection of me? Like, how, like what? It took me a long time. And sometimes that one still trips me up. What about you? Same. I think when I first heard it, I think I was at like a workshop um, in LA and I like really understood the concept more um, during that. And the whole theme for the workshop was how you do anything is how you do everything. And we did this exercise where we got into like small group and um, no one knew each other. It was like, I didn't know anyone there. And um, there was like five, four or five people in our group. And we were all told to, you know, have a small, we all were given little pieces of paper. And for each person we would go so for example, I would go first and I would say, my name is Natalie and that's it. And I would turn around and then everyone in my group would write down on the piece of paper, like if they, I think there was a few things, it was like, if they trust you or not, I don't know. It wasn't like something that you're insecure about, but like a flaw and something great or something like that. And we did it to everyone and you got back your, your cards at the end and it was just such a reflection like it was such a reflective exercise that like even though the things that you think that you're hiding so well like they're right there like everyone's a reflection of everyone you know people can you you are everyone and there's no separation and like it was three days of a lot of that and just like giving and receiving and you have to if you're giving 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 most people are trained to give you know share your toys when you're a kid oh be nice share share uh this you know give, give, go give your grandma a hug, go give, 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 but we're never taught to really receive. And another exercise was just hugging. Like you give a hug and receive a hug. And it was a whole thing and it was beautiful. And it was just, everyone was bawling by the end of it. And I just really took in that concept of like, you know, judgment. Like if I'm pointing my finger, like ever, like I need to turn that finger back around at myself because whatever, just like you said, whatever I'm judging in that person or whatever they triggered in me that makes me, they made me do something. Mm -hmm. I am in charge of myself. They triggered something in me that I get to look at. Mm -hmm. And that's a constant practice. Like still to this day, it's been almost like four years, three, three years, maybe since I went to that specific, um, workshop and blended hard. Yeah. Well, and I love the languaging that you used there. And that's something that I know that we practice a lot, like in the create community is using our language in a way that supports our growth. And so something that I noticed that you said there is that you get to, to deal with that not have to, you know? And so when we look at the things that we're working with, when, especially when it comes to judgment and we say, oh, I, I have to, I'm such a, I'm a bad person. That makes me feel like a bad person. I have to fix this. That means there's something wrong with me that I'm broken, you know? And, and so I love the idea that I get to 
be curious about where did this come from? Why, why would I judge this person for this? You know, what is it about me that, that feels hurt inside that feels the need to judge somebody else for who they're being right. And maybe they did do something to me that, that hurt my feelings, but I get to take ownership of how I feel. Right. It's exactly what you said. And, and one of the phrases that really gets me these days is she made me feel this way, or, or you, you made me feel like it's that you made me, you made me feel nobody made you do anything, you know? And I have to really notice myself having that dialogue. Oh, they, they made me no. I chose it. I chose to react to what they said to me. I made me get mad at it. I, you know, I chose to get fired up about it. And so I like the, the inquiry and the, the practice of shifting our language so that we can shift our perception around the action that's happening. Right. And, and instead of thinking that somebody made me feel like this, I get to go, oh, wow, the universe just handed me a really beautiful lesson (laughs) that I get to take a look at and be curious about and laugh at hopefully really soon, because I'm going to move through this a lot faster because I'm willing to look at it. Right. And so like, it's just a, a whole, the vibration is just totally different between I have to fix this thing about me. That's effed up and wrong and screwed up, or I get to take a look at why, why I reacted the way that I did, or why I thought that I needed to judge this person. Yeah. I think it's really easy in the time space reality that these humans that we are, are in. It's really easy to subtly judge with our words and blame with our words, not intentionally, but doing it out of habit because that's what we were taught. And now that we know better, we can choose better. I mean, I still catch myself all the time. Um, For example, I would see see a girl and judge her just Mm -hmm. like, oh, it was like a jealous judgment feeling that I would just have. And I'm like, oh, her like I don't even know that that stranger over there look at her being herself right look at her being awesome what what's wrong with me that needs to feel bad about that (laughs) yeah so I exactly so once I learned like all this new awareness and these tools that I have and I could recognize like okay whoa I'm judging this beautiful girl right in front of me okay I'm jealous what what am I jealous of like, oh, I'm jealous of her being ex- fully expressed, wearing that thong bikini looking fucking great. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm just insecure with myself because I'm scared to do that too. Oh, okay. So because I feel uncomfortable doing it, that does not make her wrong in any way, shape or form. Like, I take that back. I, I'm sorry, you know, like the whole ponopono, I, I, I forgive you. I'm sorry. I, I, I take it back. I, what was I doing? And so I'm pretty quick now at catching my thoughts and my judgments and just instantly transmuting them and just spreading more love and more love and more love. And right. That goes back to integrity. Like you said, like catch your thoughts and then be in integrity with your thoughts. Don't shame yourself for judging. Right. Witness your judgment without judgment. (laughs) Honor honor the wound, right? Where did it come from? Um, The next step is to, so after you've noticed the judgment and you're honoring your wound, then uh, Gabby Bernstein says that it's time to start praying. It's time to give it up to the source and to surrender it, you know, because we're not always going to understand where it comes from. Like, our hearts and our minds are so complex and our bodies have all this trauma stored in them that we don't even understand. And so maybe we're making judgments about things that we can't even begin to like figure out where it comes from. And it's time to just like put it in a prayer, put it on the altar and be like, source, I I don't know what to do with all this. I'm just going to give it to you because I have nowhere else to go with it, you know? And, and 
at this point, prayer has become one of my favorite, favorite tools. One of my favorite tools is prayer. And I love to write prayers for myself. It's so much fun. It makes me feel really good. It like gives me a little like, you know, boost of like good feeling energy that I wrote this nourishing thing for myself. And, and I get to, um, connect back to that part of me that doesn't want to judge anybody that just wants to love everybody and, and do that through prayer. It's very healing. I love what you said about not needing to know why you're judging or where it's coming from. I think so often we are again, you know, programmed out of habit to need to know everything and figure it out, figure it out. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really doesn't matter. I mean, it matters and it doesn't, you know, certain times like I'll have like a huge judgment that I didn't realize I had. And, oh my God, it's from this memory. Now I have this memory of when I was a kid and I was eating ice cream and I was not allowed to go because I got in trouble. And now that's why, you know, this and like, oh my gosh, but I think like Jenna, Jenna Phillips Ballard says, um, it doesn't need to be a root canal. Like it doesn't mm. transformation <laughs> does not need to be a root canal. Like sometimes you don't need to know. It doesn't matter. Just right. the awareness of this judgment that I have within me. Oh, wow. I don't want that anymore. Mm-hmm. Please. I thank you source for showing me this. Thank you for bringing this to my awareness. I give this back to you to transmute into the most love and light that I can possibly you know, have for this person or this situation or whatever this trigger was. So good. Totally. I love it. And, you know, in the book, she gives a, she gives about six different prayers to work with and she gives these prayers in succession to each other. So they kind of build upon each other. Um, and I want to share the first prayer that she gave, which is just, is really small. And it's just, you wake up in the morning and you just say, upon waking up like the first thing and you say it out loud because you know that it's all energy so putting those that vibration out into the universe um, and you just say today i will judge nothing that occurs and then see how your day unfolds and you're probably going to judge some stuff <laughs> like don't i, I know i'm going to do this tomorrow I'm, I'm doing this tomorrow for the listeners out there just so y'all know I'm waking up tomorrow and I'm going to say this out loud today. I will judge nothing that occurs. And we're going to see what happens because all that's going to do is just bring me into the awareness of judgment again, you know, cause it's a daily practice. And if we're not focused on it, we're not going to remember to do it. So, because I really want to play around with this and, and bring it back into my awareness. I think I'm going to work with this and, and just start right fresh. Step one today, I will judge nothing that occurs. And it can be that simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The intention to not judge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that kind of goes back to that last episode that we talked about the power of intention, right? So when we have the intention to do a certain thing and when we speak that intention and we come from that intention, then we're, you know, putting energy towards that becoming the reality. And so if my intention is to see if I can go the whole day without judging anything, then the chances are I'm going to do a really good job at that. And I'm going to, and then maybe I am going to judge some things, but I'm going to catch it really fast and be like, ah, judgment. Yay. I caught it. And I can celebrate that. I caught it right. Judge or witness your judgment without judgment, celebrate it, celebrate that you witnessed it instead of shaming yourself for it. You know? Yes. Well, I am so awesome at catching myself in this judgment. Right. And then quit judging (laughs) and then stop it. (laughs) <laughs> no more, no more judgment. Um, and so I like the next step. The next step is to see someone for the first time. And so that is the energy of acceptance, right? Who doesn't want to be accepted? Shit. I'm being real. All I want in the world is to be loved and accepted. And so if that's all I want in the world, then that seems like a pretty good gift to give to others, right? Love and acceptance. Be what you want, right? And so I like this. She has it. There's a little quote that I wrote down and it, she says the spirit accepts and the ego analyzes. So if we're operating from spirit, then our nature is going to be, to be more accepting, you know, and that ties in with coming from prayer and like surrendering to source and all those things. And it's much easier 
to accept and not judge someone when you can see them for the first time, like again and again and again, like your parents, a lot of people get real triggered and judge their parents for judging them. And that doesn't help the judgment circle of life. So seeing your parents for the first time as a child, like, oh, that's my dad as a little, can I see my father as a child in this situation? Can I see my mother as a child in this situation that I've never met before? Mm. You know, can I, the stranger that is really ticking me off in traffic? Can I? (laughs) like no not the traffic get out of the left lane no but yeah it's the it is really the truth and I like how you um, brought in um, like your parents that's such a good example because for me a lot of of my judgment goes back towards my family right like oh the way that they raised me or, or who was there for me and who wasn't and why you know and then judging the the reasons why certain people weren't part of my life and it's been a, it's caused a lot of division between myself and some family members because they were shameful and I judged and that didn't do anybody any good, you know, and it's not all, it's not like that black and white, but <laughs> those aspects are there, you know, right. and I have a lot of, as a lot of people do, like you know, a lot of us have a lot of wounding when it comes to our parents and our upbringing and things like that. And it's easy to point the finger at your parents and be like, they screwed me up. It's their fault. And, you know, make them the bad guy. But if you can look at them and see them as a kid and be like, man, where did it come from that they like learned to be however it is that they're being right. Yeah. And then My, go further yeah. and be like, were they judged for this exactly. same thing when they were a child? Probably. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the minute we can recognize that, like that's healing for your lineage right there too. Yes. So good. Yeah. I mean, I come from a, a family on my mom's side of the family of, they use like guilt and shame, guilt and shame, guilt and shame. And so I can see that in me, it lives in me you know, and I could see the ways in which I've used guilt and shame with people who are close to me. And it's hard, like recognizing that about myself. Right. And then there, that goes back to witnessing my judgment without judgment. Like, okay, I'm witnessing it. I learned it. It was a learned behavior. It's not something that I chose to have. It's something that I just was, you know, picked up because that's what I was taught. And I was taught that by people who also were taught that, and they were taught that, and they were taught that. And so what can, what do you expect in the book under the acceptance part? She takes you through a bunch of EFT and tapping exercises and she has you say things. And so she'll take you, you start like by, uh, tapping your forehead. And then you say like, I'm judging blah, blah, blah. And then you go to the sides of your eyes and I don't want to judge blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and she like takes you through all these different points and you just do all these tappings. And you recite all these things and there. So there's negative tappings and then you do positive tappings. And so first you're talking about who you're judging and why you're judging and, and you're getting it out of your system. Like, I feel like it makes me feel good to judge them. They, they did something to me to make me want to judge them. And you like, do you go through this and you just like say it all because you're just speaking it out and then you change it to, um, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be free of my judgment. And so it's really a great um, little exercise that she has inside of the book for releasing some of the urge. And that's what it's supposed to help with is to release the urge to judge. And it's like repatterning your brain is what you're doing. And so first you're speaking all the negative stuff out and then you're repatterning your brain to be like, I you know, no longer want to carry this within me. Um, I want to only love instead. And, and so- that's a, a good tool. So EFT tapping exercises for energy clearing and cutting cords. The other thing I can offer for cord cutting is um, essential oils. So I have this uh, access to this little essential oil protocol where you use tea tree oil, oregano, and frankincense to move chi energy through your body to kind of cut cords and cut ties with people. So it's an energetic clearing and you just, you know, put some drops of 
tea tree down your spine and on your solar plexus and a little bit of oregano on your throat, some frankincense on your third eye. And, and you like say, I'm releasing all hooks, you know, um, or I, I release all negative energy that I've, that has been hooked into me. And then I release all, or I take back all hooks that I have hooked into others or something like that, you know, so that you're kind of cord cutting both directions. What about you? You got any good cord cutting exercises that you've done? Yeah, I think kind of what you just uh, tapped on in the tapping uh exercise. I I learned some Qigong from one Mm. of my really good friends. So Qigong kind of lives in me now. And I just find myself tapping different parts of my body at different times um, to release different things. But um, and then speaking, speaking out my judgments sometimes that I can feel, but I can't um, really put a pin to like, what am I judging? Like I can feel something here and I don't feel good with this interaction with this person, like, or whatever it might be. So talking to a friend like you, or I have another really good friend, uh, Jenna, that I uh, talk to a lot about all of our shit that comes Mm -hmm. up I guess you'd say and we have a really great way of bouncing off each other kind of like you were just saying like and bringing laughter to it and like Mm -hmm. she helps me see my shadows that I can't see uh she can see so clearly she's like oh (laughs) Oh, you're doing that thing (laughs) yeah she'll let me be in my stuff and just ask me questions and then uh sometimes it gets like I I um, kind of have a release during the conversation and sometimes it takes, you know, me to sleep on it and like the next day and then I just laugh and I'll like message her. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank <laughs> you so much. Like that. So speaking, writing. Um, yeah, I love writing as a tool. That is such a good tool. Yeah. Especially if you can't, like, if you don't have the opportunity to clear it, have a clearing conversation with somebody you know, using your writing as a way to even imagine that you're having the conversation with somebody. Cause a lot of times maybe, maybe you and the other party, like if there is another party involved in this judging, maybe it's not time to share the energy yet, but you really have some stuff you got to get off your chest, right? Like writing is a great way to just bleh, get it out. Yes. And it's, it's so good. And it's, easier to see your judgment when you're you feel safe and free like in your own room you know with a piece of pen and a paper and you know that no one's going to see it unless you show it to them like you can tear it up and burn it after if you want um, which sometimes that's a good idea too mm-hmm. but just writing all the judgments all the terrible things that you're thinking or saying about yourself or others like just write it out so you can see it and see oftentimes like sometimes I'll do that and just see how ridiculous it sounds. (laughs) Whenever I do stuff like that, I'll read it and I'll be like, God, who I'll read it a few days later or like a week later. And I'll be like, God, who was that girl? (laughs) (laughs) Same, same. So it's always different, different situations call for different types of whatever needs to happen. I just am pretty good at doing a bunch of different things and knowing what feels best and following that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, another thing I love to do for moving like cord, clearing or, or just energy clearing is, um, well, burning Palo Santo and, and sage, like, you know, saging the space, then Palo Santo, but drumming, I love to get my drum and just like dance around my apartment and beat on that drum. And I'll even just like say the stuff, you know, like whatever's bothering me and just get it out and then use that drum vibration to like move the energy around. So get weird with it. People like move, shake that shit, get it out, put on some Pantera. I don't know. What do you got to do? Like, (laughs) what's that song from Pantera? Are you, am I aging myself here? Um, do you know which one I'm talking about? The like mainstream song? Oh gosh. (laughs) If you were, if you're a kid of the, uh, if you were in high school in the nineties, you know, exactly what I'm talking about right now. Uh, I have a little story. I mean, it'll be a short story. Yeah. when I worked in retail, um, oftentimes I would dis- have disagreements or think differently than other people there and point my finger in judgment at they should do it the way I 
do it and my way is better and it is way more fun and is way more loving their way is wrong and they're stupid and knowing that that was me judging and blah 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 blah, I would get into my car and listen to Beyonce and just rage out to Beyonce and get it all out and the song is called don't hurt yourself some of the lyrics in it are if um, if you lie to me, you lie to yourself. You hurt me, you hurt yourself. Like you're just doing it to yourself. And so then realizing, oh, that was just me doing it to me. And then knowing that also, if someone is judging me and yelling at me and pointing a finger at me, they're just doing it to themselves. Like they're like, it has nothing to do with me. Yep. And that made me feel really good. I definitely love using music, dance, self-expression, all of those things for energy clearing. So yeah, there's so many ways that you can cut cords and clear energy, but definitely uh, get in the, get in, getting into your body. I'm a big proponent of getting into your body for that. Yeah. And the last step that she had in the book was to bring the shadows into the light because nothing can hide when you shine light on it. And if you're shining light on your judgment, then you're giving, you're gifting. Let me rephrase that. You are gifting yourself the opportunity to love yourself deeper, which creates an energetic of love between you and the person that you might be having judgment towards, you know, if there's another person, and then that brings a better energy between the two of you, right? So shed the light on it, even if it's just for yourself, shed the light on it. Shazam. Boom. That's it. I mean, the, all these things sound really simple. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they're easy. It's definitely a, a lifelong practice. I think once you have the awareness, it just never stops. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's the thing about like what spiritual awakening is that I'm over here doing quote quotation marks for the listeners and you're never going to see these. <laughs> um, but that this the thing about spiritual awakening is that you think you're going to go through this spiritual awakening and then you're going to be all good. You're going to be like, Ooh, I just got a tune up. No, you got a tune up and you got to keep going back for a tune up like every six months, you know, like it just keeps layering and layering and layering and layering until you just become a master at your emotions. You become a master at your awareness. I mean, don't you feel like you've like, like you said, you're kind of spiritual journey started about like five years ago. What do you think in your level of mastery, where do you think you are right now with your like level of awareness? If you had to give yourself a number between one and 10 from where you were five years ago Hmm. to where you are right now in your level of like self-awareness mastery. Ooh, I'd say I'm doing pretty good. Um, I would say five years ago, I was probably at like a five or five, maybe five or six. I would say I'm definitely around seven or eight now. I by no means think I am complete and have mastered anything, but I have been able to slow way down and notice myself and notice my awareness and catch my thoughts. Notice my thoughts, I think. More than anything, catching my thoughts has been game changer. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, I have had to take the time to intend to do that and just slow down and do the things that we're talking about right now to actually put in the work. It is work. And for the listeners out there, I spent all day doing this, this work and, and in fact, all week because I did have a a situation in which there was some judgment being flung back and forth between myself and and some other people. And I spent the week like thinking about it, but not dwelling on it. There's a difference between contemplation and dwelling, you know, and I spent the the week in contemplation. I did lots of writing. I did lots of reading. I did some dancing. I did some thinking. I, I did some sleeping, you know, just all the things to give myself the space to just be with it so that I could go, Oh, what, what's here? What is, what medicine is inside of this for me? Cause it didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Right. And that's where, again, where we get to choose how we approach things. We're not always going to be able to 
see what is being shown to us in the light. Sometimes when the light is being shown, it's so bright that it hurts because we've been in the dark for so long. You know, when you're in the dark for a really long time and you turn the lights on, you're like, oh, you got to cover your eyes. You're like, ah, and you're like, oh, like first thing in the morning, turning on the light. And you're like, oh, it's that, you know, there's this adjustment period that happens between shining the light on something and noticing about yourself and other people and then, and taking the steps to make that change. Yeah. With things like the judgment detox, you know, the book that we're referencing and the gene keys, I just think that these are really great tools for accessing um, the higher knowledge, you know? I encourage anyone that accesses and maybe is new to any of this information or not new. I mean, it's easy to get overwhelmed. When it feels like too much information, that's your cue to stop and integrate and breathe. That's it. Just fucking turn it off and sit. That is such a good tip. And I love that you brought that up because in the age of information that we're in right now, there is so much coming at us. Like I can think of a time where um, I sent you like a video and you're like, I'm not watching anything new right now. <laughs> and you did because then I was like, I really want you to watch this, you know, and you're like, nope, I'm not taking in. I, I've got what I've got. And that's Thank what you. I'm taking in. Yeah. And, yeah. and I totally was cool with it. You know, like, okay, well, but um, and, and I love that you had that awareness for yourself to, to be able to say like, this is all, this is the bandwidth that I have and I'm holding it, what I, what I can hold, you know? And so, yeah, when you can, when you're take, when you've taken in too much and your brain is just like overload, that's your opportunity to be like, mm, I'm just going to shut it all down, integrate. Yeah. Like you said, integrate. It's a good time to get out in nature do some art, you know, that kind of stuff, that more experiential type stuff. I like to put together puzzles. I do puzzles for meditation. Ooh, speaking of meditation, um, if we have returning listeners, they may be excited for a little body break. Mm. Mm. Yes, I do have a body break for us. In fact, our body break is going to include a little bit of a prayer. So listeners, if you would like to take a nice tall seat and take a nice deep breath in through your nose and let it out your mouth, let your shoulders drop down. Now inhale, reach your arms up overhead, bring your palms together to touch and exhale, bring your hands down to heart center. Do that again. Inhale, reach your arms up. Bring your palms together, exhale, hands down through heart center. One last time, inhale, arms reach. Bring your palms together to touch overhead and exhale, bring your palms down with you to your heart. And we're gonna hold the palms here at the heart center. And I want you to bring your thumbs to your sternum in between your breasts, to your sternum, to the heart space, imagine the energy of green, the color green, the energy of love, acceptance, compassion. And I'm gonna to read to you a prayer of honoring grace by Pixie Lighthorse. Thank you for this day of forgiving myself and others. It is in you that I find the simplicity in breaking ties with what I once held tightly to. You have whispered pardons for my mistakes, and now I will gift others and myself the same. Thank you for providing me with countless examples of acquittal to follow throughout my life. You have shown me that life is much too short for clutching, for the words that have been said with intent to harm me. Let me leave them at the gate before walking through my door. For the words I have said that have injured, let me make amends as soon as possible. For the words I never said, but which I needed to, let me say them now, first to you for clarity, 
and then to those they are meant for. For the words that were never said to me, but which needed to be. Let me say them to myself, bury my expectations of others, and move forward. For the times when I have judged, let me look in the mirror. For the times when I have felt judged, release my impulse to be a victim. For the times when I have made a critical error, let me correct my course. For the times when I have efforted to no avail, let me keep trying. In response to shame, let me unhinge the habit by not shaming in return. In response to guilt, let me acknowledge the poor choice and make it right. In response to fragmentation, help me retrieve my lost parts, integrate and reassemble. In response to violations of my boundaries, let me put more effective ones in place and blame no one for coming through the holes in my fences. Thank you for the ability to come from integrity as my spirit dictates to be a house of sanctuary. Thank you for helping me know where I stand and helping others know what they can expect from me. Take a deep inhale breath. Exhale, release. <sighs> mm. Mm. I love that prayer so much. That is one of my favorite prayers from Pixie Light Horse. This prayer comes from a book called Prayers of Honoring Voice. And you can find it on Amazon. And yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you, Natalie, for reminding me about the body break and the prayer. I love it. I love the way you talk and listening to your voice is always so relaxing to me. And your guidance in the breath is always appreciated. And that was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I love bringing prayers and I love bringing my voice to the space, you know, and being able to share um, the love of the healing words that, um, can grow little roots inside of our hearts and grow into big waves of love and compassion. So yeah, thank you. And um, I really liked in that part where it said, I'm not a victim. It's such a great reminder because I often find myself in victim mode when I'm judging or when I'm doing whatever doesn't feel good. It's, I think that I'm a victim mm -hmm. and I'm not. And it's always such a great reminder to know that and remind myself of that and um, just be with it. Even if I am feeling like a victim, I'm not going to judge that I'm feeling like a victim. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm feeling like a victim, accept it and love it. And then I'm no longer a victim of it. So great reminder. And I also have... I did some writing earlier before this recording to also prepare because it, the work never ends and I haven't reread it yet, but it felt really good when I wrote it and I would like to share it. So I want to hear it. This was just me um, pondering the topic of judgment and I kind of went, I asked myself the question, in what ways do I judge myself? And then I even went as far as looking into my vocabulary and my words in that question. So in what ways do I judge myself and like, which I, and like, kind of like Jenna says, who, who's doing the doing? Like mm -hmm. I, is this the ego? I, is this the true highest self? I that is judging. And it's usually the egoic mind judging. So mm -hmm. I am very careful to, um, when I say, I know which I, I'm coming from something that you said in that just um, made me remember that you had a second definition for judgment and it, it really um, spoke more towards like discernment. Um, and I think that the, the ego eye is the one that's doing the calamity. That's the one that has the, the, you know, 
self-destructive thing that happens that causes the judgment to happen. And I think that the higher self I is the one that uses discernment as a tool. Yes. I love that. I, that resonates real hard with me and real good. And I also kind of came to notice that when I am judging, I'm in the egoic mind and I'm always in the past or in the future. Like that should have been this way, or I should be doing this. And I'm not here right now when I'm here right now. Like there's nothing to judge. Like I'm just here. Like I'm here and this is it. And so um, here we go. I'll, I'll uh, start reading some stuff that I just journaled. It's just about a page, page and a half. The egoic self can never have enough. It is impossible. The egoic judging self is just a scared little child trying to keep you safe. The ego is a wonderful protector and has the best of intentions. Ego is never deliberately trying to hurt you. This is, that is the opposite. Perception of what and who the ego is, is what gets confusing. The ego is just one lens. The ego judges from a fight or flight survival space in the brain. That's it. I choose to acknowledge and love this judging egoic part of the mind. I thank that part of me for intending to keep me safe at all times. I receive your love. I trust you. I am here to work with you, egoic mind. Together, we are stronger. You will push me into more expansion, and I will bring more ease and grace to any anxious parts of you. We will go slow together. We will hold hands first. We will begin to trust each other, and it will get easier and easier. You are me, and I am you. We will judge less. We will be kind more. We will judge less. We will be kind more. We are in this together. Let's be friends and play together. Will you be my friend? Will you laugh with me? Will you cry with me? Ego, I love you. I love you so much. You are so sexy. We are so sexy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Aho. I love that. That's so, that was fun. It was super fun. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Inspiring <laughs> the share. Just like, like you're taking your ego by the hand and be like, come on, let's just, let's soften around the edges here and just let your hair down. You don't got to be so uptight. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. That's how I felt writing it. It's like, oh, we're a team. Like we are a team. Right. And it, it really is true. I mean, we couldn't get anywhere without ego. It's just, how are we going to use it? You know? And that's a whole other, that is a whole other podcast episode right there. Ego all in itself. That'll be a fun one. I feel like, um, I feel like we're kind of tying this thing up. We're at the end, you know? And so for the listeners, like the things that we referenced here would be, um, the gene keys would be one thing. And we're going to talk more about the gene keys in upcoming episodes. It's something that Natalie and I are both studying. And I encourage you, if you're looking for something to help you, uh, understand shadow work and that your shadow is really just a part of you that has the opportunity to turn into um, a beautiful gift for the world, pick up the gene keys and start looking at it. Get on genekeys.com and make a free hologenetic profile and dive in. It's the, there's so much juiciness inside of it. And then again, the six steps that we talked about uh, were from the book called The Judgment Detox by Gabrielle Bernstein. And it's on Audible. You can also get the you know hard copy of the book. Um, she has lots of guided meditations in there and a bunch of EFT tapping techniques to help you get through um, all the different phases that she offers for ridding yourself of judgment. So that is all I have for you today, folks. Natalie, any last words of wisdom for the listeners? We're all here to support. And if anyone listening really wants to dive deeper into this conversation specifically, find us, find me on Instagram. You can find me at Gonder Girl. Write me a message and let's talk. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram also, the.rogue.yogi. And I love to talk. That's a wrap, folks. That's a wrap.
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Sacred Rebels podcast. We are so humbled and grateful to have you here with us. If you received any value at all from this conversation, we invite you to share it out with your peeps, subscribe to the podcast, and don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. Remember, in any moment, the most sacred thing is what is. So go out there and be a rebel with a sacred cause.